Good morning, and thank you for joining me uh, once again as we continue a, a series we just simply called From Unbelief to Belief, uh, designed to encourage you in your faith and to uh, equip you uh, for the sharing of that faith, for the truth of the gospel uh, with those that are yet unbelieving. If you have a Bible, uh, we're going to turn our attention this morning to Mark chapter 9, verse 30. Uh, we spoke yesterday about how Jesus fulfills the uh, Old Testament prophecies that uh, uh, his fingerprint matches uh, that which was, pro that was uh, promised under the Old Covenant, uh, the words of the Old Testament. And so here today we see Jesus' own words. And of course the skeptics would say, well, somebody came back and uh, put these words in the mouth of Jesus, so to speak. They wrote them down, but Jesus couldn't have said that. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, that's a hyper-skeptical view. Uh, there's every evidence that these are accurate recordings of what Jesus actually said. And what he said was he would die and he would be raised again. So let's look at Mark chapter 9. Verse 30 and following. They went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and were afraid to ask him. So here very clearly, and you, you have to, if you know anything about the New Testament and uh, the life of Jesus, the interaction with the disciples, you go, how could these guys have missed it? Jesus told them, and he told them more than once. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go to Jerusalem. Uh, you can see the animosity uh, being uh, directed uh, towards me. Uh, the tide of, of evil against me is rising, and you should be able to see that this is the way it's going to work out. They're going to kill me. Uh, but don't, don't worry. Don't despair. Uh, I'm going to be raised from the dead. And yet we know as the events unfolded, the disciples were clueless. Uh, until uh, the, the resurrection. And so you could say that um, the disciples uh, knew Jesus said he was going to be raised from the dead. Their friend was killed. In order to perpetuate his memory, uh, to keep his work and word alive, what they decided to do is we'll go steal the body and we'll go around and tell everybody that uh, our friend Jesus has been raised from the dead, as he said he was, as, as it may, maybe even uh, the, the Old Testament scriptures would say that, that he would be raised from the dead. And uh, that's long been, been argued. The disciples stole the body. And yet, uh, it's hard to believe that this discouraged and dismayed bunch uh, would come up with such a, a grand scheme uh, that they would uh, be bold enough uh, to go overcome uh, the guards at the tomb to take uh, the body of Jesus. And then having taken that body, that they would spend the entirety of their life being abused and, and ridiculed, being uh, rejected and persecuted uh, on the basis of uh, this lie. that They were going around saying that God raised his son Jesus uh, when in fact they knew uh, that this wasn't wasn't true. Well, that doesn't that doesn't hold up. Uh, the, there's there's no way somebody would have caved in uh, uh, to say this was a conspiracy, this was a counterfeit, this was a hoax. I'm not going to continue to suffer uh, the persecution and the loss uh, for a testimony that is ultimately a lie. And so. Uh, that that doesn't work, and that uh, uh, were Jesus not raised, there would have been a body, 
and all his enemies had to do was go get the body. That's really all you got to do. I mean, it's not like Jerusalem is you know, New York City or Los Angeles, uh, places where there's just all kinds of places to hide someone. Uh, Jerusalem is really you know, not that big. And surely uh, somebody would have turned that body up and said, here's this Jesus who you say is raised. And uh, that would have brought the, uh, the whole movement to, to an end. Uh, but that's nonsensical. Again, uh, there, there was nobody because it was raised from the dead or he was raised from the dead. You have these guys that had absolutely collapsed under uh, their fear, under their grief. They had abandoned Jesus in his last moments. And yet, uh, soon after his resurrection, they stand before those that had uh, ordered the execution of Jesus and very boldly say, you crucified, you killed the Messiah, the one that had been long promised from God, the, the hope for Israel. Uh, you Jews have killed him, but yet God has raised him from the dead. And so something changed these disciples uh, from men who had collapsed into men of great courage. Well, what changed them? Well, it was the truth that Jesus had been raised from the dead just as he said that he uh, would. Uh, uh, I often, in, in speaking to these things, I'm reminded of a, a story that the late Chuck Colson often told. Chuck Colson was one of the uh, members of the administration of Richard Nixon, uh, the disgraced former president that was forced to resign in the midst of this what we call Watergate uh, scandal. And uh, so uh, upon uh, the discovery of uh, what they had done, the crimes they had committed uh, against uh, the, um, uh, the Watergate Hotel and going in uh, to find evidence uh, uh, for, uh, uh, to use against the, the presidential opponent. Uh, once that comes out, they get together. And here's the president and all of his uh, henchmen and all of those in authority, the most powerful men in the world. Every resource at their disposal all they got to do is probably just uh, kind of rope a dope, kind of just hunker down, uh, say as little as possible, ride out the storm, the press will lose interest, the FBI is under their control, and this thing will pass. But lo and behold, uh, the, uh, there begins to be uh, kind of holes in the story, and these men that had agreed and colluded to perpetuate a lie uh, collapse under the pressure uh, from uh, the... Uh, uh, from the, the, the representatives of the law. And uh, he notes that uh, a man by the name of John Dean is the first one to run and cut a deal. That the, their conspiracy to conclude, uh, to cover up a crime, couldn't hold together even though they were the most powerful men in the world. Well, how in the world did these peasants hold themselves and their story together uh, for all of these years under the most intense persecution, uh, if unless, except for the fact that it was true. And I, I, I thought Colson's story was very uh, applicable and very appropriate and a great analogy uh, that these nobodies held a story together when these somebodies couldn't hold their story together. And so the only, the only thing uh, that... Uh, uh, is um, that bears witness to uh, why they held it together is the fact that the resurrection is true. And so we, we could go on and on and on, but it is a historical fact 
that is beyond any reasonable doubt that the crucified Son of God was raised again on the third day, proving that he was the Son of God, proving that the gospel is true, and again, proving that God is real and who he says he is, and the Bible is true. Uh, that there really is proofs that, that, our, that our faith is not whimsical, it's not just kind of ethereal and you know, just something kind of that, uh, well, it's a nice thought. No, it is rooted in the hard facts of the activity the person and the work of Jesus Christ who lived and died and accomplished all that the Bible says he did as recorded in the Word of God. And in that, you may have confidence. I pray that you, this is a blessing to your day, and I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.